0: Everyone and welcome to God's Plan Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Plan Your Part. Today, Ryan and I are taking a look at some more chapters in Genesis. Twenty-seven we are to in twenty-nine. Twenty-seven to twenty-nine today. We're getting a little bit more um, family history on isaac's behalf i guess we're looking into his sons <laughs> just lots of tension across the board here so isaac is dying sons are deceiving i guess not really son. sons yeah one son. one son is deceiving everyone um and then as it turns out he gets deceived as well towards uh, the end of chapter shoot. 29 so um ryan
1: <laughs> yes, Jenny.
0: <laughs> Fill us in on what your brain was thinking through this.
1: Uh, you know, I actually i I noticed something um, sort of goofy, but like I think it's actually important. So obviously, like there's some, there's some pretty big scandals. Well, yeah, scandals, but like um, stereotypical Christian stories, like stories oh. that a lot of us know yeah. have been in church for a long time. You know what I actually? If thought? not, that's fine. What?
0: Uh, before you keep going, Isaac. Does not get a lot of screen time. He's kinda in and out and like he's done.
1: All these stories, when you read yeah. them in sequence, are much shorter than you think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I think the flood is like not even a full chapter.
0: Yep, it's kinda nuts. Anyway, So away. a lot of these
1: like big tent pole yeah. stories that you remember, they're they're not huge stories. Um so we get um Jacob deceives his father, steals Esau's blessing. We've Mm -hmm. seen him steal his birthright, now he steals his blessing. So that's a pretty popular story that a lot of people know. Um, He has a dream where... Yeah,
0: explain the dream a little bit.
1: I don't know that I can explain, like, the mechanics of the dream. Like, basically, he falls asleep in this place, and he sees a ladder that goes to heaven, he sees angels going up and down, he's just like, wow, this is like, God sees me, heaven is here. In the dream, God repeats his blessing on Jacob. Um, basically, like it's this covenant promise that we've heard over and over and over and over. And so. So is the
0: covenant promise like bound to him simply because of human error? Like that seems no, really weird.
1: No, because God promises it. Promises it. Like God says it's going to be that way. Mm-hmm. That was actually prophesied over him when he was born. What, like, the older will serve the younger. Like, that yeah, was said true. at the very beginning. Callbacks. So it's possible that this is not the way it was meant to go. Like, this mm-hmm. is, like, maybe one of those uh, Sarah and Hagar kind of things where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. you don't actually need to figure this out for God. Like, he will do this for you. Uh, but what I noticed in, so this is Genesis 28, verse 20. This is after the dream happens, after God makes a promise to him. Uh, then Jacob made a vow saying, if... God will be with me and keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. That doesn't seem like a super obedient prayer to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Lots of contingencies. So
1: he he has a dream. God declares in the dream that he has promised him this land. And Jacob comes out of the dream and is like, Wow, heaven is here. God has seen me. You know what? If he guarantees my safety, I'll serve him.
0: But you're also dealing with a super deceptive person who is probably just as insecure about others, including God, apparently, um, of deception as well.
1: These are some of these little details that you can see of faith development across years. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think a super faithful, super certain person would pray that prayer. Mm -hmm. I I think it would be like, God, thank you so much. I believe you. I will follow you. I will trust you. But Jacob is making his faith conditional, uh, we don't want to do the same thing. We don't want to make our faith conditional.
0: What about the prophet, though, that said, if this, then this?
1: Well, yeah, we'll get into some of that stuff. And some of that stuff is not great. I
0: guess so. God still entertains it for us. (laughs) Yeah, he does.
1: Um, And God, like, sees, you know, God is faithful to Jacob. But in this moment, I think he's a little bit less than stellar.
0: So I have just, like, what I feel like is just... Sadness, just for some of these (laughs) characters. Like, I feel really bad for Esau. Esau does not take this very well, which, I mean, I wouldn't either. Um, But he kind of takes some not-so-great turns. And then when Jacob is deceived because he thinks he's marrying Rachel but gets Leah, I feel really bad for Leah, too. Like, my heart just kind of goes out for these poor people who are just, like, kind of pawns in the whole scheme. Or at least they seem like that.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of messed up things in this uh Jacob's marriage kind of thing. Um Laban is super deceitful. So Jacob's getting a little bit of a taste of his own medicine. Um it's obvious that I, I mean, it's obvious that Jacob like was not super aware of what's going on. Uh, because he takes his wife and it's a different person than. Was he, he thought. just like
0: super like drunk and didn't know what was going on or something? Did should they allude be. to that at all?
1: It could be. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely unaware. I don't care how dark it is; you should be able to tell. <laughs>
0: you
1: should be able to tell who that is, or at least that it's somebody different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the thing that sticks out to me is that the Lord sees Leah. This is chapter twenty-nine, mm-hmm. verse thirty-one. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, He opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. It does not say that Rachel was barren because of God. Mm-hmm. it just says that she was. Um, but this is another instance where the Lord sees people who have been cast yeah. out and treated wrongly, and He takes up their cause on their behalf.
0: and I, I, I feel like I'm just like starting to create this list of like these like side characters, real people, but like mm-hmm. that God sees and knows and like affirms that He loves them still. He
1: has mercy on them like, he has the compassion list is getting quite long. So ultimately, and we'll probably talk about this again, but God is the main character of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like we want to see what God is doing. It's not you. It's not me. It's not Abraham. It's not Jacob. It's not Israel. It's God. And so we can learn a lot about God's character as we go through these stories. These people are a hot mess Mm -hmm. and they are deceitful and they are destructive and they are disappointing. Um, But God oftentimes... Like, sees people that are not seen and is like, I see you, I love you, I care for you, Mm -hmm. I will provide for you.
0: It's kind of that mindset or that mentality where a lot of people say or think that the God of the Old Testament is not merciful and he's not loving. But when I keep talking about, like, these instances where these side characters are just, like, feeling the love and compassion of God, it's interesting that it's like, wow, he cared for them. And he took care of them, whereas these other characters that I, like, know or, like, remember very well, growing up my whole life hearing about them, it's like, whoa, I never really realized that. And it shows his mercy and compassion so much more than what I think about.
1: That's exactly it. Like, Leah would not say that God is not loving. Right. Hagar would not say that God is not loving.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So maybe that's the takeaway from today. What do you think?
0: Um, I definitely think that's the case for me anyway. Um, just remembering that God is the God is the one that we need to be focusing on. How did he work through these crazy situations?
1: Because um, you will see these people miss the mark over and over and over mm-hmm, again. You, you mm-hmm. may feel like your life is full of people who miss the mark over and over and over again.
0: Yeah. Keep
1: your eyes fixed on the Lord. Follow the Lord. Um, and he will be faithful. He will do what he said
0: sometimes these characters can also seem like the distractions that like to paint like a little picture for you. Some of these characters that we get so distracted by, they're not, they're not the main focus of what the Bible is trying to teach us and what God's trying to teach us. So when we get kind of caught up in that, we miss the whole point. Um, and so even in like our own lives today, I think we miss the mark so many times because we're like focused on other things that are distracting us from the love of God, the peace of God, like all the things that he has for us because we're just so caught up in the other things. Um, I don't know what that looks like for everybody, but I know it certainly happens to me a lot. Um, but how is God working in these moments that I might just totally be missing?
1: All right, guys. Well, that's what we're taking from Genesis 27 to 29. Um... Remember, read it for yourself. Stick around and listen to it. We have the audio here coming up. Um, What do you see from it? Let us know. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.
0: Genesis 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then... Take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food, as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, that, I, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord. Before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats, so that I may prepare for them delicious food for your father, such as he loves, and you shall bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice, and go, bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared delicious food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of Esau, of her older son, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to, his, to Isaac his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, May God give you of dew of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you. Let nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that you will bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with exceedingly great and bitter cries and said to his father, bless me, even me also, O my father. But he said, your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me with two times. He has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright, and behold, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, Behold, I have made him lord over you, and all his brothers I have given him for servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Have you but one blessing, my father? "'Bless me, even me also, O my father.' And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, "'Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, "'and away from the dew of heaven on high. "'By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. "'But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck.'" Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob her younger son and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran. And stay with him for a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets about what you've done. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I bereft of you both in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of the Hittite woman. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me?
1: Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and directed him. You must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. Arise, go to Pedan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take as your wife from there one of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may become a company of peoples. May he give the blessing of Abraham to you and your offspring with you, that you may take possession of the land of your sojournings that God gave to Abraham. Thus Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Paddan Aram, to Laban the son of Bethuel the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob and Esau's mother. Now Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Paddan Aram to take a wife from there, and that as he blessed him, he directed him, You must not take a wife from the Canaanite women. And that Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and gone to Paddan Aram. So when Esau saw that the Canaanite women did not please Isaac, his father, Esau went to Ishmael and took as his wife, besides the wives he had, Mahalathah, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebioth. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night, because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in the place to sleep, and he dreamed. And behold, there was a ladder set up on the earth, and at the top it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you, and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall be spread abroad to the west and to east and the north and the south. And in... In you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised for you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning Jacob took a stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me, and will keep me in his way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house and all of that will give me all of that that you give me i will give a full tenth to you
0: then jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east as he looked he saw a well in the field and behold three flocks of sheep lying beside it for out of that well the flocks were watered the stone on the well's mouth was large and when all the flocks were gathered there the shepherds would roll the stone from the mouth of the well and water to sheep to and water the sheep and put the stone back in its place over the mouth of the well. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where do you come from? They said, We are from Haran. He said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? They said, We know him. He said to them, Is it well with him? They said, It is well, and see, Rachel, his daughter, is coming up with the sheep. He said, Behold, it is still high day. It is not time for the livestock to be gathered together. water." the sheep, and go, pasture them. But they said, We cannot until all the flocks are gathered together, and the stone is rolled from the mouth of the well. Then, the water, then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, and she was a shepherdess. Now, as soon as Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's kinsman and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. As soon as Laban heard the news about Jacob, her sis- his sister's son, he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are bone and "'You are my bone and my flesh,' and he stayed with him a month. "'Then Laban said to Jacob, "'Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? "'Tell me, what shall your wages be?' "'Now Laban had two daughters. "'The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. "'Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was beautiful in form and appearance. "'Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, "'I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter Rachel.' Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love that he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife so that I may go into her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went in to her. Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. And in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Did I not serve you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, It is not so done in our country to give the youngest before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and I will give you another also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant bilah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah and served Laban for another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Therefore, his name was called Levi. And she conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. Then she ceased bearing.
1: Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.